Donut Box presents Trash Can TV's Rhyme Time. Got me up at the club? I'm so crazy. These other rappers' actors, like Patrick Swayze. On my mama, on my hood, I look fly. I look good. Touch my swag. Wish you could. I look fly. I look good. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. It's cause I'm fly, you ain't cause you not. Rich boys selling that, all them haters wanna check. Tight no slack, just bought a Cadillac. Throw some D's D's on that, throw some D's on that. Now that was the best rhyme time I think we ever had, and I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. So I hope you enjoyed Little Rhyme Time. For those of you who don't know, those are some wonderful lyrics from our past. Nothing we came up with. But if you haven't listened to rap from the 2005 to 2010 era, go ahead and throw it on back. It's pretty good. But uh, yeah, man, episode 28. What do you think, Chris? Well, we can officially say that we've made more episodes than either of us have been alive. So uh, if you're smart and you're good at math, you'll figure out uh, how old we are. But I just want to say special shout out. We want to welcome our new Trash Can OGs. We officially have listeners in four continents. We have Australia. We've got listeners in Australia and we have listeners in Chicago. So just want to welcome those new listeners to the Donut Box podcast. Cast Man, it's at the point where in 22 states... 10 countries, and 4 continents. That's just absolutely amazing to me. That's crazy. And for those folks in Australia, listen, we did a couple of Australian accents, and if you're catching up on our episodes, we do apologize for the uh, for the wonderful quality of your, your accents that we've interpreted there. But anyways, we're happy to have you. Uh, we call everybody who is, you know, we're still starting off here pretty pretty new. We're, we're getting to it, but we're pretty new. So consider yourself trash can OGs, and uh, we're happy to have you aboard. But we're going to start with our first segment, which is the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Now, Chris, this is an interesting story from our past. We both had the same car at a certain point. Isn't that right? Uh, you had it first. Yeah, so this originally was the car that I had first bought, my first ever car. And if you listen to a couple episodes, you've heard a couple stories about this car. It was a 1996 Buick. It was the car that we locked the keys in. It was also the car that uh, we uh, did donuts in the parking lot and did drag racing. Uh, so it, it got me through high school and through... Uh, the first few months of me moving out to Texas, and it was a great car. Uh, its name was Sally Julia. Uh, it had another name, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, so it was Sally. It was a white 1996 Buick Century, and if you don't know, uh, it was a big body car, uh, very four-door sedan, and uh, yeah, it was a great car. I gave it away to, I think, actually Micah's cousin, and then Micah ended up driving it for a bit. So, ended up how that happened, uh, and like you said, we had some great times in this car. Another thing that happened in that car, it was the finicky trunk button, if you if you remember that story. We talked about that. So, yeah, the same one with the trunk button, all that good jazz. But I ended up having the car. Uh, I had this, this white Dodge Ram pickup truck, 
And unfortunately, the transmission went out on it, so I had to drive it for work there for a few months until I can afford to get this transmission fixed. Um, so it was it was kind of interesting. Just a little side note here: to get this car out to Texas, we had to when we moved from Georgia to Texas, we had to drive. It was over it was over twelve hundred miles from Georgia to Texas. Uh, I'll put it to you this way: if nobody's, you know, I know some listeners are from texas but if you've never driven through texas um it was literally we traveled from georgia alabama mississippi louisiana all in one day and then the second day was nothing but texas (laughs) that's how that's how big this state is it's massive uh anyways how we got this car out there is you know we had the big penske moving truck and then we had a trailer on the back with this car now luckily we weren't driving it we had somebody else driving it. But my thing is they should really not have regular civilians with regular driver's license driving such a long vehicle. I mean, it was longer than an 18-wheeler size, uh, just just FYI. There was almost a few accidents there. I mean, it was to the point where we were having to radio up to a bike. It was an oversized load of, yeah, you can move over to the next lane because of, you know. But we ended up getting the car out there. And like Chris said, he drove around for a few months, ended up giving it to my cousin, and luckily it was available in my time of need. But what kept happening, Chris? We both had similar experiences in this car. Well, we both got profiled by the police, not at the same time, but on two separate occasions because of this vehicle. I guess they thought that it was a drug dealer's car. Uh, and so we both on two separate occasions got profiled in this in this car. Uh, so tell them about uh, tell them about your time. So my time, I was you know we were living in Lubbock. I was working out at the airport, uh, doing some different things there, and I was getting off around midnight, one a.m. It was really late, and leaving the airport, I would have to take this this legendary boulevard, and most people know. Martin Luther King Boulevard, if you're cruising around any place normally called Martin Luther King Boulevard in the middle of the night, it's not good. Well, I ended up getting pulled over on three separate occasions in the middle of the night for a random car search. Um, And I mean, it was pretty much just because of where I was at, the kind of car that I was in, and the time of night that it was. There was no other purpose for that. And I mean, they were not quick searches either i mean they were i mean they had they opened up everything they were looking they were looking hard (laughs) yeah yeah so uh i got this was the first time i was like scared for my life uh because i actually thought i was gonna go to jail i had done nothing wrong i it was uh my senior year and i drove this car to micah's house as i normally did i mean micah lived in the same house for 10 years so i was used to going over to his house all the time so i'm coming back from his house going to my house and mind you it's like we live in two different counties so it's probably a 25 minute drive for me so i'm getting ready to go on the highway the interstate and these cops pull me over and i'm like what the heck is going on so they tell me hey your tag lamp is too low which I was like, that's kind of a BS story, which later I find out they just used that to pull me over. So they pull me over and they start asking me questions. Um, and they're like, 
where are you going? Where are you coming from? And they were like, what were you doing in that neighborhood? Talking about Micah's neighborhood. And I said, well, that's where my best friend lives. He's lived there for 10 years. And they were like, we smell weed in the car. Mind you, I had never seen weed or smelt weed. I didn't even know what it smelled like. They were like, step out of the car. And I was like, oh, crap. Now, I should also tell you this. It was senior switch day at my school. And I had switched with a uh, with a girl and she had drawn like earrings on my ears to like make it because she always wore earrings. So she had drawn like little studs on my ear. So it looked like I had studs. Then also, too, I think I got like grease on my shirt or water on my shirt. So I had to take my shirt off and all I was wearing was a wife beater. OK, so I was wearing a wife beater. I was coming from Micah's neighborhood, which apparently I found out later was very heavily a drug selling neighborhood. And I was wearing studs and I looked like that I was purchasing and I was driving this drug dealer car. Uh, so they thought so they pulled me over. They searched me. They didn't handcuff me. And at the time I was in the like police internship program. I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to go to jail. So they started asking me all these questions and they were like, we smell weed in the car. Uh, we're going to search your car. And I was like, there's absolutely no weed. And so they started asking me these questions. And the only reason why I got out of that and they let me go was because I told them which school I went to and the school I went to was like a magnet school and you had to be real smart and it had a good reputation for having good people so once I told them that they were like they were like okay well we'll let you go mind you the county that I lived in was very known for having drugs having those kind of things so they thought that I was going to that neighborhood to buy drugs which I was like what the heck so I came home I told my mom and I told my dad and I was like hey mom dad this is what happened like and they went out to the car they were like they, it doesn't even smell like weed and I was so scared for my life like I thought they were going to arrest me they basically were accusing me of having drugs and it was all because of the car that I was driving and the neighborhood I was in like I said I was used to going to back and forth to Micah's house all the time so it wasn't a big deal well and uh, to be honest I mean we never really thought of that neighborhood I still don't think of that neighborhood as dangerous or anything bad about it I mean yeah there was some drugs but yeah I mean the thing is it wasn't it wasn't like bad it didn't affect other people's lives pretty much um, but if you remember and this is a side story but if you remember that neighborhood um, Across the street, there was that guy that put in, like, the green light on his house. And whenever the green light was on, you know, people would be coming in and out quite frequently. So we kind of figured out that's like, oh, yeah, we're available or we got stuff, I guess. But, um, yeah, apparently they thought my boy Chris was coming over here and I was uh, I was dealing him something and he was leaving yeah, they just see me turn out of that neighborhood. And I was like, why'd you? I was a church kid in the police internship program. Went to a, I was like, I am the least likely person to. I was so naive. I was like, what is weed? Like, I didn't even know. Like, I was the least likely, but it was because of the car. RIP Sally Julia. Well, and I, I feel the same way. I mean, uh, whenever I was working at the airport, I mean, I had this badge, right? And it. it for those of you who don't know, if you're working at an airport in the United States, uh, you have to go through, I mean, a pretty extensive background check. Obviously, they don't want just anybody out there working. And so I had one of the top, you know, cards to get anywhere into the airport. And so I even showed that to him a couple times. Like, you know, I got, <laughs> I got this basically, you know, it means I can get anywhere on the airport because I passed a very extensive background check. They didn't care. 
they were just like, nah, you got something in the car. It is always funny because, you know, I'm in work clothes, dirty, nasty, you know, everything you could possibly imagine from working on planes. And, you know, they, they're still – and it was all because of the car and the neighborhood and what time it was. That's all it was. So it was straight profiling. But that was a good little car, man, that little Buick. We had so much fun in that car. We uh, filmed a couple of cops episodes in there in the church parking lot with that car because it kind of looked like a cop car, like a Crown Vic. Yeah, it, it was a good car. It was a very good first car, and I paid cash for it. It was something I was very proud of, but yeah, that was my car. So what we got next, Micah? Oh, so we got the Jelly Donut, Chris. What do you got for us this week with the Jelly Donut? So, on the jail report, I got a good story for you. Now, this story was probably pretty popular in the news, like, maybe three to, like, five years ago. But I had never heard of it. And uh, guess which state it takes place in? Florida. Yeah, and I actually learned this. I did some some digging. As you speculated, you speculated that they were very open, more open with uh, their, like, arrest records and stuff like that, which I found out to be true, and this story will actually prove that. So, that is why. So, um, so, there is this, uh, young couple, they get married, um, and the, the guy, he's a good-looking guy, they live in, like, I think Palm Beach, that's where they live, one of, like, the ritzy places in Florida. Um, I guess the guy had had, like, a, like, a bad past, um, he actually got arrested for, uh, doing like call scams, like boiler room type scams. Um, and he served two years and then was out on probation and was trying to clean his life up, right? He meets this young, attractive woman who was an escort uh, and they fall in love. And she is like typical grade A gold digger, okay? So she's one of those that like uses her body to try to get whatever she wants, right? And so she kind of charmed and seduced him. Then it uh, turns out at like six months into their marriage, she rekindles this old flame that she has with this guy uh and apparently they had had like a off again on again off again flame like whenever you know they would need something and so she basically tells this guy hey um i'm tired of my husband the only way we can be together is if you kill this guy like i want to hire you uh i'll get insurance money Let's kill this guy. So he is like freaked out. He's like, no way. Absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to do it. So homie ends up going to the police and he tells them what's happening. Uh, And they're like, okay. And so they actually set up a sting and they hire an undercover police officer to pose as the hitman, right? So they po- he poses as the hitman and he meets with her and he's like they have her face and her voice on camera and they're like, are you sure you want to go through this? Because after this, like there'll be no way of contacting me. And she has famous lines that say, I'm 5000% sure that I will I can do this uh, and I want to do this. So coincidentally, the TV show Cops is filming at this time. So they film this all on cops. Now they set up they the police officers uh, on a morning. The lady was supposed to go to the gym at five because the undercover police officer told her. Actually, she was supposed to go to the gym at six because the undercover police officer told her go to the gym. That way you're not connected. We're gonna go and do our thing, posing as a hitman. So she goes to the gym. 
the cops knock on the husband's door, let him know what's going on, and so he participates in this sting with them. So they call the lady, and they tell her, hey, your, your husband's been dead. They, like, stage the whole crime scene, everything, right? And she, of course, fakes cries, and then they take her into an interrogation room or asking her questions. She's denying, denying, denying. And then they eventually, like, bring in the undercover police officer who's still posing as a hitman. They're like, do you know this guy? And uh, she's like, no, I don't know him at all. And then uh, the bomb on her. Actually, during this time, they post the whole video of the cops episode on YouTube already while she's in interrogation, right? While she's in interrogation. So then they say, hey, you're caught. Boom. Her husband was in the other room. She was like, I'm so sorry. She was like, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And he was like, I just saw your face saying you wanted to kill me. So they arrest her. Take her take her away, right? She, the defense in court, makes the argument that she was just all acting. That her and her husband were just trying to get on reality TV. And they did all this extensive stuff. So they convict her, okay? But the story's not over. They appeal, the attorneys appeal, they get the conviction thrown out because apparently the judge was impartial because the cops posted it on YouTube. So then she goes to trial a second time, and they're still using this whole defense uh, thing. The trial gets thrown out. She's free for two and a half years, okay? Uh, and during the second trial, she's actually on house arrest. She actually ends up having a kid, an infant kid. And then... They take her to court for a third time, and then she gets put behind bars. So, yeah, crazy story, huh? It's nuts, man. I mean, they basically caught her red-handed, and still, I mean, because of circumstances. <laughs> Do you want to hear the worst part? So, she apparently had tried to poison her husband earlier by putting antifreeze in his uh, Starbucks before she went to this whole murder for hire plot. Oh my gosh. And then she claims that, oh yeah, uh, we were just, uh, we were just uh, acting and trying to get on reality TV, man. Like it was, yeah, ridiculous. whatever. <laughs> and whatever. The, and the and the and the jury, like the second time, the jury believed it, and so they, uh, they, you know, she was free for two and a half years, and the fact that she apparently had an affair with the maintenance man in her apartment while she was on house arrest, and uh, but yeah, they're like, oh yeah, she was just, she was just. Uh, acting man and the husband was like bro like good riddance and the first time like not even 24 hours after she gets thrown in jail she calls her husband is like hey come get me out he's like no like you just tried to kill me like what the heck absolutely not so she's just she's just nuts that's what it sounds like straight up i mean yeah she's she's like one of those people that thinks that just because she cries and like she's beautiful that she can get what she wants so that's that's nuts though that's a that's a crazy story man i've never i've never heard anything like that i mean could you imagine somebody tries to kill you and then calls you later from the jailhouse like hey come bail me out <laughs> that's nuts well i think it's actually crazy that the cops like did the whole sting and the tv show cops was like on there like to film it all it was it was kind of cool the sheer fact that uh, the defense tried to use the whole oh well she was trying it was basically a publicity stunt she was trying to do this to gain notoriety and publicity and to be on tv i mean 
that doesn't none of that adds up though. You don't try to kill somebody to be on TV. I mean, there would be fail safes and things in place, right? If you're trying to do I mean, it's not innocent, it's very dishonest, but even if you're going to do something like that, there's better ways to do it than to than the way they went about it if that's what they were trying to do. Well, she they made the claim that the husband was in on it, which he adamantly denied, and that that dude that she had told to originally go uh kill him that went to the cops uh he was in on it too but like the prosecution just poked holes and they were like well if that was the case why didn't you say in interrogation like hey it was just a joke it was just a joke but she never said that yeah exactly yeah the whole thing is is a big crock one one more thing before we get off the jelly donut um i mean that was a great story there um have you did you hear about some of the stuffs that happened just today I mean, when we're filming this here. So one of the Manson followers actually got paroled. She's going to get out. And then the guy who uh, tried to kill Ronald Reagan, he's getting paroled too. They're going to let him out. And I don't know. Personally, that was kind of surprising. I mean, you think about somebody tried to assassinate a president. I, I mean, I know he had some mental illnesses at the time and he was – you know, trying to impress an actress and all sorts of other stuff, and that's the whole reason that he did it. But I mean, it, it's really, it's really hard. Uh, you know, I, I personally, and this is just opinion. I don't know what your opinion is on it, but like the Manson stuff. I mean, getting swept away into a cult, and the gal who is getting released. You know, she's in her, I think, early seventies now. And she was like 19 when everything happened. I mean, okay, get swept away from a cult by a cult basically when you were a kid and just kind of followed along. I can understand that. But assassinating, trying to assassinate a president, uh, it's kind of hard for me to believe you can let somebody go. <laughs> yeah, I agree, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think about it. The, the first one has been in prison for about 50 years. So it's like... Yeah, that's enough time to change and to be rehabilitated. And she's 70. So, you know, hopefully nothing happens, but she has more years behind her than ahead of her. So, like, I get that. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, trying to assassinate a president, that's no, not cool. Like, even if you disagree with the president and think he's an absolute piece of crap, there should never, ever be an attempt to try to assassinate uh, or any sort of loss of life or anything, even an attempt to do that. So, but anyways, that was just an interesting sidetrack. Um, both of those I read about today, and it was just kind of both kind of took me back. Of wow, they're getting paroled. Wow, okay. Um, but I digress. So our next segment is the donut hole. Chris, what, what, what we got for the donut hole this week? So, uh. I know I'm going to do my uh, – there are shows slash movie picks of the week, and I know what y'all are thinking. Are y'all going to do – are you going to do Top Gun Maverick? Uh, no, because let me tell you this. It's not what fries my donuts, but Top Gun is overrated, and I know Michael will agree with me on that 100%. I know. I know. You can hate me. Whatever. But uh, so the first thing that I'm going to talk about – I really wanted to talk about Stranger Things, but I know not number one, not everybody has seen it. Number two, not everybody has finished with it, considering the episodes are an hour to almost two hours long. So I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it for you, but go and check it out. 
Uh, I'm going to talk about the first part, the Kenobi series, because I have to talk about it. I know we've talked about Star Wars for like maybe two or three weeks in a row, but if you have not seen it, please go see it. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, they goofed up with the new Star Wars. They goofed up with the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. I promise you it's good. Uh, basically, the premise of it is... Uh, it's 10 years after episode three and Obi-Wan Kenobi is in hiding and he's kind of living like this mundane life. And he's wrestling with the fact that, Hey, he kind of failed by letting Anakin go to the dark side and he feels like it's all his fault. And he's like, you know what? I'm not a Jedi anymore. I'm just going to hide out. And then he's like, of course, trying to watch over Luke Skywalker, who's about 10 at this age. And then the actual Empire is looking for him and they're trying to kill him, of course, because he's one of the last remaining Jedi. And people are coming up to him and they're like, hey, can you train me? Please train me. And he's like, no, I'm not about that life no more. Well, turns out simultaneously, Princess Leia, they kind of do a little backstory on her. She's 10. Apparently, the Empire kidnaps her and Bail Organa... Uh, contacts Obi-Wan and he has to go save her and uh, the end of episode one it's him putting on his lightsaber again and he's going to find her and bro when I saw him put that lightsaber on again I was like bro like it's about to go down like it has original Star, one, Star Wars feels to it uh, and Ewan McGregor is great so you should go see it which I am actually going to say I actually got a Disney Plus subscription just because of that you probably should have just did the free trial and they canceled it. Nah, the lady she wants she wants uh, you know she wanted Disney Plus too, and I couldn't just do it for Obi Wan Kenobi. She would kill me if I did just for that. <laughs> yeah, you know what they say: happy spouse, happy house. But uh, the second yep. one is, and you'll check. You should check this out too because it's on Disney Plus, and I normally am not a big fan of the newer Disney movies. But this one actually surprised me. It's Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, and Chip and Dale was a big Rescue Rangers. It was big in the '90s, um, but it's uh, the actually the tagline is it's not a re reboot it's a comeback and so the storyline is is that chip and dale they had a falling out and they're going their own separate ways and dale is like still trying to live the heyday days and chip is just like this boring insurance salesman and then one of their friends ends up going missing because there's this evil group that's headed by peter pan who be who's become like this fat mobster guy with like the gold chain and like the the, the taco meat uh he's actually stealing cartoon characters and changing their features so that he can put them in bootleg movies uh and so he's running a whole side bootleg movie uh operation and chip and dale have to team up to uh to get get their friend back now why did i like this movie number one because it felt like the old disney it felt like okay we're gonna tell a good story we're going to give good values and good morals and we're not going to try to push a political uh, agenda and it's entertaining from beginning to end and i thought it was really good just because you see like hey these friends like they kind of had a misunderstanding and a falling out but they realized that they needed each other this whole time like you can't have one without the other and so it was really good i recommend you to go see it it's a good family film uh there's really nothing in there that you have to worry about to, for your kids to watch that sounds good. Yeah, we're we're behind. Um, I still need to see it in Kanto. Is what I need to do, and 
I know somebody else in my household wants to see it too. So I will tell you this: uh, parents that have kids probably hate that movie because they play that song. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno, and that has become the new uh, "Let It Go." You remember when everybody was playing "Let It Go" from Frozen, and it was getting on your nerves. And uh, we don't talk about Bruno as like that. All the parents hate it. So, uh, but it's a good movie. I, I talked about it in one of our earlier episodes, so you should definitely go check that one out too. It, it's good from start to finish. Heck yeah! Just gotta just gotta catch up. For those of you who listen, I'm just. Uh... I don't watch movies too often, so when I do, or, you know, it's it's a special occasion there, so. The next segment is, what fries are donuts? And Micah, other than Top Gun, <laughs> what fries are donuts? I won't, I won't go down that rabbit hole for you. Don't, because that's, that's more than a segment worth of a talk there. So what fries my donuts? And I'm going to be very, very careful with where I go with this. But politics, baby. Politics fries my donut sometimes. All I got to say is we're in a political season right now. Um, you know, and here in the United States, primarily, we have our worldwide listeners. So this is primarily for just us here in the U.S. But I get these commercials, man. I don't know about you, but I mean, they, they you know, they're mudslinging each other left and right. And God forbid, I mean, we right now we're in a runoff race for a couple of seats here and man, does it get nasty? You know, the commercials come on. It's like, you know, uh, it's like, did you know he was a terrorist? Did you know he, <laughs> you know, supported so-and-so at some point and you're sitting there going, Oh my gosh. I, you know, there, it's not even good mudslinging, you know, it's not even, it's not even good, but it brings me to my next point, and it's, you know, politics in general really fries my donuts, but it's different pieces of it. Another piece is when people vote down party lines, what I mean by that, it really fries my donuts. When people literally, they don't know who they're voting for, but they've got an R or a D next to their name, so they're going to just, I'm going to mark that guy or that gal because I, you know, they're a part of the party that I like. We keep wondering why we have these idiots in power and why we keep having problems. It's because we keep voting down party lines. I'll give you an example. Do you remember, Chris, We, you know, one of the counties there in Georgia, uh, We, they had this incumbent it was a for a congressional seat there was an incumbent and he was very very smart he had been there for a few years and everything and then they had this other guy and he was this country bumpkin fella and you know nothing wrong with that right nothing wrong with that but when i say this country bumpkin fella was an idiot and knew nothing about this district he knew absolutely nothing about his district at all i mean we watched a debate on TV between the incumbent and this country bumpkin fella. And, you know, the incumbent was answering questions. If he didn't know things, he would say, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm not comfortable to answer that. He was giving good, honest answers. This other guy, they would ask him a question. And, you know, he would. they would say, okay, well, our education system is really poor right now. Uh, what would you do to help not only us in this district, but the entire United States as a whole? Well, that's an excellent question. I think if more Americans asked that kind of question, we wouldn't be in half the problems we're in right now. And, you know, then you have all these people going, yeah, he's right. He's right. But he really didn't say anything. 
He absolutely didn't say an answer. He didn't say anything about what he was going to do. But people get so swept away into this. And this is the people that are listening. And the problem that I have, election day comes, right? And typically you don't ask people who they voted for and whatnot. But I asked a particular person in my family, who'd you vote for? And the problem was she was rather informed, right? I mean, we looked at both sides of the aisle and understood. And she said, well, I voted for the country bumpkin guy. And I remember going, why? Why on earth did you vote for him? Because he had a tractor on his sign. And that's, that's the biggest problem. What fries my donuts is that people, and I'm not asking you to pay attention to every county seat race that there is out there. I'm not asking for that, but your local elections and your the local politics is what's going to affect your lives the most. You know, don't vote down party lines. That's how you get people who are corrupt and is taking your tax money and doing all sorts of stuff you don't want to do with it. So that's what really fries my donuts is the fact that we're not educated. We refuse to be educated. And why? Because politics is hard. I mean, the thing is... If we just educate ourselves a little bit, even if you don't agree with everything somebody says, and you're never going to, I mean, why not have the understanding of what's going on so you pick the best person to be in that role, whether you agree with them or not? I mean, sometimes, and this is the last thing I'll say on it, sometimes you have to pick between the lesser of two evils, you feel like. But at least you're informed, and at least you're trying your best to make you know, whatever seat that they're trying to fill actually worth something. Because if not, I mean, we're not going to have any voice or any say. But that's what really fries my donuts is, you know, and the reason I say all this is we're in a runoff race right now, and this one particular guy that's in it is a known hack job. Like, he's stolen money, he's faced criminal, you know, charges and things, and they've literally let him off time and time again. And, you know, you can tell he's in bed with all the wrong people. But at the same time, we keep reelecting him. Why? Because he's got an R next to his name. That's ridiculous. Well, I think that, uh, you know, like you said, people say the lesser of two evils. Well, we got to just choose between the lesser of two evils. That is part of the problem. That's part of the problem. It's like if we would actually pick people and be informed then we wouldn't have to choose between the lesser of the two evils and then i don't like when politicians use tragedies for their own political gain their own political agenda uh for example this whole shooting in texas now mind you there are reforms that need to be made there are things that can be done better and keeping our kids safe but to use that and to use that as oh well this person's not doing anything about this you need to vote for me like to me that makes me sick and i get that yeah we're in the middle of a runoff race but at the same time bro like we need to focus on hey we need to help this community heal as a politician if you're a good politician instead of trying to uh make it about your platform or make it about what you would do differently and I'm not pointing any fingers about anyone, but as a politician, maybe just shut up and just show up there and say, you know what? Hey, how can I help you? Like, we're going to bring this aid. We're going to bring this. Uh, and that's what that's what kind of fries my donuts. And then with the whole mudslinging thing, I mean, you know, 
you can find any dirt on anybody, like, honestly. And Boy Meets World makes fun of it because I think Corey is running for, like, seventh grade class president. And they are like, yeah, in fourth grade, you called a girl icky. So you're a girl hater. You hate all women. And, like, they make fun of it. But it's it's the truth of how our modern politics is, man. And I don't I don't care, you know who who it is like you said make an informed decision but also take the time to listen to people that maybe have disagreeing views from you because so you maybe can make an informed decision there's nothing wrong with holding to your beliefs there's nothing wrong with holding to your morals but to simply vote just along party lines it's not right and there's people and i won't mention the show but there's hens that have been clucking for years that they just don't listen to other people. They have their opinion, which everyone's entitled to their opinion, but they don't want to listen to anybody else's opinion. So I think that you should just listen to people's opinions and make an informed decision. Yep. And listen, a uh, couple of the things. One, don't get your informed news from Fox News, CNN, or MSNBC. That's right. Just FYI, they're going to be heavily biased if you don't already know that. So don't get you get your information from there. If you want to watch news and get your local news or even politics and things like that, watch, like I said, either your local news or the nightly news because they have to compile everything into 30 minutes. And 24-hour news networks, they have nothing to talk about. They're just going to keep talking, and that's where the bias creeps in. If they only have 30 minutes, they don't have time to be biased. They have to get to the points, and they have to move on. So that's all I have to say um, on that. But I could keep going. I mean, I can keep going on a lot of this because really we've gotten to a point as a nation to where we become complacent in our democracy, and that is really, really, really sad um, because we could be doing so much better with it. But I digress that could be a fries my donuts for the next three episodes if I wanted it to be. Even go on the the candidates website and they have their uh they have their uh platform on there. So take a take a read at their actual platform. Yeah, and you know there is even some websites out there like Politico and things like that. Uh, sometimes they don't have the really nitty gritty local races, but when you're talking about like presidential. You know, when the presidential races come about and you're having to vote in the primaries and things to narrow down who the candidate's going to be for certain parties and things, they will have a list of all the candidates, what they believe, and just kind of a side-by-side -side comparison, which tends to help. So, um, anything else you want to add to that, Chris? No. All right, man. Well, hey, we are to our Mystery donut segment, which is our improv segment. All right, Chris, so we have our scenarios here. Let's go ahead and mix them up. So accent-wise, oh, we haven't done this one in a bit. We got redneck accent. Oh, yeah. I kind of did a little bit of it during the old man hodgepodge. I think we should actually do a old man hodgepodge coffee shop part two one of these episodes. I think that'd be great. I think so, too. I enjoyed that myself. Um, and then the scenario, oh, at a parent-teacher conference. So, rednecks at a parent-teacher conference. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm ready. I, I can start yeah. if you want. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead and start her off. Well, Mr. Williams, I'm sorry that I had to call you down here to the Robert E. Lee Elementary School because of little Billy Joe. 
But uh, little, little Billy Joe's kind of in a little bit of trouble. Oh no! What what they done did now? Well, uh, I hate to tell you this, and it breaks my heart. And you know, I can't, I can barely speak the words. But what he did was unfathomable, unthinkable. No one in their right mind would ever do it. What in the world they do? Your little Billy Joe. He took, he took our flag, not the American one, the Confederate flag that was hanging above the school, and he uh, he he, he put it on like a cape. Started running around. Hold on one second. I gotta spit real quick. He started running around and saying, saying, "I'm Superman. I'm Superman." And uh, it was just a desecration of our flag. Oh man, well I'm, I'm sorry they did that. I mean I can't lie to you. They learned it from at home. I always told them it's Confederate man. That's what I told them. They didn't listen. He kept saying Superman. I don't know who that is. Some fairy over there. Well, I'm a I'm a level with you, Jimmy John, because you're my fifth cousin, right? I know that you married my sister, but you know how we feel about Superman. Superman come from another planet. Didn't fill out the right paperwork. He's a legal alien. We don't want illegal aliens in our country. We don't want them. And for your little boy to number one desecrate our beloved Confederate flag and to run around like an illegal alien, something ain't right. Something ain't right in the hen house. I got to tell you that much right now. You better get your house in order. I know. I get home. I'm going to have a talk with him because my thing is you can't be going out doing all this stuff, <laughs> allowing all these people to see you running outside desecrating desecrating our flag and what we do on a daily basis you can't have that we can't have that i understand why now what's the punishment gonna be you gonna suspend them well i already done gave him three licks with the paddle and i figured i figured man i know he i know he's only 10 but i think i'm gonna have him do some community service I'm going to have him serving cookies and punch at our next clan meeting, all right? So that way, teach it. No, no, no. Here, here's what we're going to do. You only gave him three licks? Oh, no, no, no. When he gets home, he's going to get a lot more than that. Tell you else what he's going to do. We're going to go down to the local store. You know, the pick and pack down the road, we're going to get him some Marlboro 100s. The whole carton. He's going to smoke that sucker tonight, all right? The whole thing. He gonna be sicker than the dog. I'm gonna send him to school tomorrow. And you better not turn him away saying he's sick. You know what happened, Carl. I done told you now. He's gonna get his punishment. He's gonna come to school. He's gonna be sicker than the dog. I tell you what. I tell you what right there. If that, if it were my son, he smoked a whole carton of camels and didn't get sick, I'd, I'd be proud. I'd be proud right there. That's a proud moment right there. But I still expect to see little Billy Joe down at the clan meeting serving cookies and uh, RC Cola. You know what I mean? Hold on one second. Uh, 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 Janice, Janice, can you give me another Mountain Dew bottle? I, I, I done filled up this one. Hey, I understand. Well, I tell you what, I appreciate you letting boy off here. I'm kind of all right. You know, deal is, uh, you ever come down, get yourself on down to the tire shop down the road, I'll give you a 10% discount for what you just did there. Well, I tell you what, Jimmy John, you know, after going through this this, this divorce right now, that that's really good. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to find my, find, my next, find my next wife at the family reunion and uh, 
I'll see you down there next Saturday. You be down there next Saturday, won't you? Hey, you bet. You bet. I'm going to be down there. Now, listen now. The only person that's off limits is my daughter. Everybody else you have free game to. I ain't got no mind to it. Shoot, I might even give my cousin a call. Maybe my, shoot, shoot, good old Jolene. She's looking pretty good right now. All I'm saying is y'all have been on again, off again for years. You just need to take the plunge, man. Well, you know what to say. Keep it all in the family. <laughs> on that note, we're gonna we're gonna end that. We we can keep going with that. Now, I do want to say what we just said does not reflect the views of Trash Can TV or any of its affiliates. And it's just joking. We're just joking. We're just joking. It does not even reflect our own personal views. Hey, it's comedy. When, whenever you do comedy, nothing's off. I mean, there are some things that are off limits, but we try to keep it light and fun. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it was light and fun. But hey, that's that's our rendition of, a, you know, if a redneck gets called into a parent teacher conference, hopefully he's sending his wife slash cousin next time. All right. So for our final segment here we have the eclair donut which is our positive advice and chris i'm gonna let you go first okay i went first last week so i you want to you sure you want me to go first ask her and i'll go all right so mine this week is it's positive advice but it's also cautious advice be careful of who you're taking advice from now this is a big one Okay, because I see so many people taking advice from from these people that you're sitting there going, they have no business giving any sort of tips, tricks or anything to anybody. Um, I mean, really and truly, if somebody showed up and knocked on your door and said, I'll make you a millionaire tomorrow, but they're driving a piece of crap junker that's just barely running. Am I really going to take money advice from that guy? You know, it, the thing is, too, you know, you're in, you're in a marriage. This guy who's been divorced six times comes to you and says, now, here's how to run a happy house. No offense, sir, but eh, I'm not really going to take advice from you. The thing is, you have to look at who you're letting influence your life because that is a big, big thing, you know, you, you're a product of your environment a lot of the times, whether you like it or not. You're going to blend into your surroundings, and if the people who are around you are no good, unfortunately the no good tendencies in you are going to come out, whether you like it or not. Now, some people can control it better than others, but all I'm saying is just be careful of who you're taking advice from. It's not bad to have mentors and people you look up to and people you listen to, but just make sure that they're pouring the right messages into you and not stuff that will mess you up to the point where you have to take double or triple the amount of time to get to the same place you would by just taking your normal journey and not listening to these people. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. Uh, and just so y'all know, we do not plan uh, what our donut holes are, what fries my donuts and our eclairs are. Uh, we just do them. And so coincidentally, mine kind of ties into yours. Uh, it's just our gift of the prophecy, as I like to say. Uh, we just we just piggyback off of each other's, but mine is kind of uh, it can it can springboard off of that, and it's also very cautious, but uh, it's encouraging as well. But it's don't don't ignore the red flags. Um, so many times in life we do that as humans um, because 
majority of us, we have good hearts and we want to believe the best about things and we want to believe the best about people. Um, and a lot of times we'll ask God for a sign and he'll give us red flags, but we'll just blow right past them. Um, and I've been very guilty of that. And as someone who has blown past red flags and uh, warning signs in my life, uh, I, I would encourage you and caution you to, if something doesn't feel right uh, to you or right in your spirit, uh, you know, consider that a red flag. Now, I, if there's only one red flag, um, then, you know, you might discuss it but if there are a series of red flags and a person continues to show you their continued behavior believe that um don't don't feel like oh well you just really don't know them a lot of times people will really show you how, how who they are um there are sometimes people just make a bad first impression i'm always about giving grace but people will generally show you who you are and be very careful of people that hide uh, their disrespect with humor. Now it's different if you've been best friends for 25 years and you clown on each other. You know, me and Micah do that all the time. But it never goes to a point where we're putting the other one down very intentionally. Um, so be very careful of the red flags. If you ask God to give you a sign and he gives you warning signs about a situation, don't be like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to see how red these flags can really get. So uh, just be cautious of that. Well, and another thing to say on that, uh, it really did piggyback off mine. That worked out well. But red flags are like a working on a jigsaw puzzle. When you're working on a jigsaw puzzle and you have that final piece there and you ask and say, I want to see, is this the right move or whatnot? And those red flags are showing you the edges of that puzzle piece that's supposed to be there. And if it doesn't match up to the puzzle piece you have, it's never going to fit. You can try to put it in there as many ways. I mean, we've all had the jigsaw puzzles where there's like a little fat end on the bottom, right? And you look and you see another piece and it looks like, oh, that's going to fit. And you fit it in there, but there's some gaps and some grooves and it kind of bumps around in there and it kind of fits, but not really. Those are what those red flags are trying to show you that this puzzle piece does not fit right here, okay? Try to find where this puzzle piece fits, but it's not right here. Don't try to force it. And too many people try to force it and are complacent with it. Ah, well, it's close enough. Yeah. So, but yeah, we've enjoyed having this time with y'all. You know, it 50 minutes, almost an hour, it goes by really quick. We're not going to talk for four hours like we probably could, like other podcasts, <coughs> Joe Rogan. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, I'm not going to bore you about low-carb butter for 30 minutes. not going to happen. But anyways, um, yeah, tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. We've been doing some work on the website again. So go ahead and go over there and check it out. It's it's pretty awesome. we got some more shows on there and whatnot, some new episodes. So go check that out. Uh, man, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. We are so thrilled. Each week we look and see more and more people tuning in and listening different places. It's it's really awesome. We didn't think we would be here at this point right now. So the fact that we are, we're really grateful for you guys. If it wasn't for you guys, there would be no us right now. So we really appreciate you, Trash Can OGs. And um, we're going to sign off before we keep on talking and talking. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Be breezy on the streezies.